Hello everybody and welcome to this week's In My Mug. This week it's going to be Facenda Paseo. Um, and that's it out of there. But before that we should do some news. So, let's get on with it. It's so nice to be back in the studio. It's so nice to be back home. Um, but the trips, Kenya, El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, back to El Salvador, have been very fruitful. Um, you will see uh, many, many uh, old favorites and many uh, new coffees coming through over the coming weeks. Uh, we should start to see some of those arrive in about the next 10 weeks or so. Very excited. Um, great work in Guatemala. Great stories. Uh, cannot wait to tell you about them on In My Mug, uh, but that's for another time. Um, Bolivia. You know that I love Bolivia, right? Like, I am properly in love with Bolivia. And um, back in October, November, I did a tour with Tampa Tantrum. Um, Tampa Tantrum is a place where coffee people kind of geek out uh, and give 20 minute presentations on different things. Um, I gave mine on Bolivian coffee production. So if you've ever wondered why our Bolivian coffee is so much better than everybody else's, and it really, really is, um, then go check it out at the link uh, http double dot forward slashes go dot has been dot co dot uk forward slash steve asia or one word um, and that will take you through to the link in fact i'll put that link on the screen now um, and that will take you through to uh, the, the the video that i've done um, and i'm very proud of the video uh, very proud of the work that we do in bolivia um, but yeah um, if you have not watched last week's In My Mug for any reason, and I can't even begin to think what that reason could possibly be, uh, you need to go back and watch. It's some of the finest work I've ever done on In My Mug, and it's the one that I am, um, In My Mug, I'm most proud of, I think. Uh, you should go back and check it out, please do. Um, and that was the news. Um, so we should go to Focus On. We haven't done Focus On for a little while. Uh, but this week we're going to be looking at the Brazilian coffee industry. So coffee production in Brazil is responsible for around about a third of all coffee, um, making Brazil by far the world's largest producer, um, a position that it's held for over 150 years. Uh, coffee plantations cover 27,000 square kilometers, which is 10,000 square miles, um, mainly located in the southern eastern states of Minas Gerais, Sao Paulo, uh, Parana, um, and where the, where the climate is, is basically, you know, you've got to be between the tropics and, and Brazil is a very, very big country. Um, coffee first arrived in Brazil back in the 18th century um, and has become, straight away became the dominant uh, producer and again because of the sheer size of the country. Um, <clears throat> production peaked in the 1920s where at that point they were supplying 80% of the world's coffee. Um, but has kind of slowly declined uh, ever since like 1950s um, because of other countries producing. In particular, Vietnam uh, was one of the big reasons for uh, coffee production dropping in Brazil because supply prices dropped. And uh, yeah, that was the focus on. So we should get onto this week's coffee, and it's obviously a Brazilian, uh, and it comes from the Vieira family. Um, but you know what? Let's go back in time and let Aldo Aldolfo tell us all about it. 
So hello, so we've done a little introduction and as I said to you, I've got a super special guest with me here. I've got Aldolfo of Fazenda Paseo uh, in Brazil. Um, Aldolfo is going to just tell you a little bit about the farm and a little bit about himself and, and how he came to be looking after the farm. So tell us Aldolfo, uh, how long have you worked on the farm and tell us a little bit about Paseo. Hello, I, I'm very happy to be here in Hasbin with my big friend Steven <laughs> and uh, I will talk uh, a little about uh, my farm Fazenda Passeio in south of Minas. Uh, my, my family works with coffee about uh, more than 100 years ago and uh, uh, I think that the difference exists in our farm that we we works with coffee, we works with passion too, and uh, we we produce we not produce that we like it. We produce that our customers like it. Our customers ask for me and for us, and we we targeting produce the best coffee to... Adolfo is quite unique, as in most farms in Brazil are very big, aren't they? Yeah. And, and how much coffee does your farm produce completely? So all of the coffee, how much do you produce? Yes, in my farm we produce about 80,000 bags. Not Which total. is a lot of bags, that's yes. more than Bolivia. Yes. So yes. you produce more coffee yes. than yes. Bolivia on your farm. Yes. For in in special coffee, we produce about fifty percent this quantity, about four four thousand bags. So Aldolfo has done this by planting some unique varietals on the farm. Yes. And also uh, with unique processing, and I think that your processing is quite different to lots of processing I've seen, your natural processing? Yes, we specialize in, in natural process because uh, poop natural is more easy to do a, a good coffee, but natural process in Brazil isn't easy to, to make and uh, in, in our farm we specialize in this process in small lots, micro lots to improve the quality. Yeah. And uh, by having micro lots, uh, Adolfo's found coffees that we can try some and we go, actually that doesn't work so much for me and this one, oh I love this one. And we worked with you with the Ruby and the Tapazio last year. So can you tell us a little bit about Ruby as a varietal and yeah. how you came to work with that coffee? Yes, Ruby and Tapazio, we, we planted about five, six years ago. A new varieties that we, we are testing and uh, we 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 uh, nós consegui, uh, we see the quality and uh, we find the quality the best quality of the farm uh, ruby is a var a variety uh, a crosser catuai and mundo novo topaz too normally ruby Yes, red coffee and the Topazo yellow coffee. So Mundo Novo is a, a varietal that was developed in Brazil and it's very much a Brazilian variety and works very well in Brazil, doesn't it? Yeah. And Catayi is the other? Yes, yeah. Cat Catayi and Mundo Novo are developed in Brazil yeah. and uh, uh, Mundo Novo 
set 70% of Bourbon and the Catuai too. E the, the crosser uh, between Mundo Novo and Catuai, uh, original Ruby and Topazo. Excellent quality, excellent produce. And I think this is really important because what Adolfo has done on the farm, he hasn't planted varieties that aren't going to work well there. So we see lots of people plant geisha in places where you shouldn't plant geisha. And geisha in Brazil should never ever be planted never, ever. Never, never. But some people will try it and they'll plant varietals that don't fit where they go. And what you've done is you've selected coffees that fit the soil and the climate that you have. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? And this is, this is why it's so exciting to work with somebody like this because they're not just going with the latest trend. They're going with coffees that are going to be really tasty and really delicious. Um, and as you're going to see, and I'm going to see when I'm back with you in just a moment. But like, I think, you know, big hero worship for Aldolfo coming to talk to us today. It's amazing. And thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Aldolfo did a much better job than I ever would of describing the farm and the history and things. So, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, so we should go over the facts. So uh, it's from Brazil. Uh, it's from the region of Minas Gerais. Uh, the nearest city is Alfinas. The farm is called Fazenda Paseo. It is owned by Aldolfo Henrique Vieira. Uh, it is a 100% ruby varietal. Uh, it is a pulp natural, uh, sun-dried on patios. Uh, grows at an altitude of 1,100 to 1,200 meters. And it's a huge, huge farm. Um, and this huge, huge farm we should go and look at on the map bit. So here we are, the same old view. Now you're getting used to my face waving you off, but we're going up and uh, we're going to go into Google Earth. There's good old Blighty. Um, and we're going to cross the Atlantic Ocean and we're going to Brazil. Um, the big old mother of a country that is Brazil. It is a huge, huge place. Um, Gross coffee kept kind of fairly low down the map as well. It's, you can't go a great deal lower than where a lot of these farms are. But let's look at the facts. So it has the most recorded number of species of monkey in the world. Um, I like monkey facts. We need more monkey facts. Um, but we're going down to the state of Minas Gerais. Uh, Minas is well known for its very fine coffee. It's a huge area of uh, 226,000 square miles. I don't like square miles. I prefer square kilometres, but I'm going to use square miles on this one. So we're going down and um, we're going to go and kind of get right down into the farm here. So we're down into Paseo. Another win from Google Earth. I mean, just look at all the detail we have there of the farm. And you can see the manicured grounds. And this is what farms in Brazil look like because they're of the way that they're set up and the temperatures and how low down it is. You don't need as much shade. So you can really see the coffee trees and the outline of the farm and gives you that extra detail. And for some reason, the the uh, Google satellite seems to like focusing on Brazil a lot. I'm not spreading any rumours about the Google satellite spying on Brazil, but they are spying on Brazil. Um, so here we can see the, the border of Minas Gerais and uh, Kishwari is just across the border. You've got Inglaterra down there and we'd, uh, we've got Paseo and that was the map bit. A good map bit, I, uh, I seem to remember on that one. Um, now we should go and check out Roland's Daft Fact of the Week.
if you put Colombia, you put Vietnam, and you put Brazil all together in one, you have 90% of the world's coffee production. That's a lot of coffee, you know. Indeed, Mr. Glue, it is a lot of coffee. You are right. Um, they are big producers. Um, Brazil being the biggest, Vietnam being second, Colombia being third. Um, but yes, yes, lots of coffee from those places. Um, talking of lots of coffee, we should get lots of coffee here, so I'll be back with you in just a moment. And we are back, so we should drive straight into the espresso. So the great thing about Pulp Naturals from Brazil is they make delicious espresso. And this one is no different. You get beautiful milk chocolate, but you also get this like, and it's a descriptor I use for this coffee a lot, is like honeydew melon. That's acidity, the sweetness kind of all coming together. Absolutely delicious. So into the milk. It's a good partner. Like, if you have something that is milk chocolate already and you add some milk, you increase the milk chocolate kind of flavors in there. But it changes the sweetness a little bit as well and you end up with this like biscuity kind of, it's just very comforting. It's a very, it's a, it's a comfort coffee. Uh, into the brood. Big cup of milk chocolate. That's all it is. It's just a great, great coffee. Uh, I'm very, very pleased that we've been working with Algolfo now for three years. And I, I went to the farm this year, uh, well, last year now, but uh, in June during the World Cup. Uh, we went and spent uh, the day with Algolfo and um, I planted a tree on the farm actually. I should put a picture of the tree on the screen now. Um, that's my, uh, my tree for the farm and it has my name on it. It was all very, very cool. Um, right, uh, I should shut up. Uh, time to get moving. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, as always, and do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.